فبلغ الرساله وادى الامانه ونصح للامه وجاهد في الله حق جهاده صلوات الله وسلامه عليه ورضوانه جل وعلا على صحابه محمد الذين امنوا وهاجروا معه واليه وجاهدوا معه وبعده وحملوا رايه الاسلام حتى بلغوها مشارق الارض ومغاربها فاللهم ارضى عنهم ووفقنا لصدق محبتهم وحسن متابعتهم لهذا الجلال والاكرام وبعد هذا الكتاب الحقيقي انه مفيد لمن يقراه ولو كان من اهل العلم يذكره بما ينبغي ان يتذكره دائما في امر هذه العباده العظيمه وما قد ياتي ان شاء الله فيما بعد ولا شك ان اعظم اركان الاسلام بعد الشهادتين الصلاه والصلاه انما تكمل اذا صلى الناس مثل ما كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يصلي وقد قال للصحابه صلوا كما رايتموني اصلي يقول شيخ الاسلام رحمه الله عليه محمد بن عبد الوهاب التميمي يقول وينبغي السجود لسهله نعم وينبغي السجود لسهوه يعني المصلي لعموم قوله صلى الله عليه وسلم لان من سهى في الصلاه بشيء اضافه اليها وهو ليس منها او سهى عن اداء شيء منها فذكر يؤديه ويسجد للسهو قال ويسجد وينبغي السجود لسهوه اي المصلي لعموم قوله صلى الله عليه وسلم اذا نسي احدكم احدكم فليسجد سجدتين فليسجد سجدتين يعني اذا نسي عملا من الاعمال كان ينسى ان يجلس للتشهد الاول او اي عمل ينقص من الصلاه اذا نسيه عليه ان ياتي به وان يسجد للسهو اذا نسي احدكم اذا نسى احدكم هو الحقيقه كان المفروض ان يصير نسيا نعم لكن تصلح نسيا نسي احدكم فليسجد سجدتين وان سلم قبل اتمامها اي الصلاه ان ترك اتمامها متعمدا بطلت الصلاه قال وان سلم قبل اتمامها عمدا بطلت هي ليست محله وعبث لابد ان تؤدى وفق ما بلغنا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال وان سلم قبل اتمامها عمدا بطلت وان كان سهوا ثم ذكر قريبا اتمها يعني ولو خرج من المسجد ولنفرض انهم صلوا مثلا ظهرا 
ركعتين ونسي الامام وغفل المامومون ايضا لم يذكروه سلم وقام الناس وذهب الامام عليه ان يرجع ويتم الصلاه ولو خرج المسجد او تكلم يسيرا لمصلحتها وان تكلم سهوا اي تكلم في الصلاه مثلا يصلي هو نسي انه يصلي وشخص عند الباب قال ادخل يا فلان ممكن هذا اذا فعله سهوا نسي انه يصلي يتم الصلاه ويسجد للسهو لانه ادخل في الصلاه ما ليس منها لكن لو قال ادخل متعمد وهو يعرف انه يصلي بطل الصلاه ولو خرج يقول او تكلم يسير لمصلحتها وان تكلم سهوا يعني لغير مصلحتها او نام يمكن ان ينام الواحد وهو يصلي اما يكون الامام اطال القراءه وغفل هذا اللي يصلي نسي انه يصلي نعم تكلم اغلقوا الباب وافتحوا الباب وامثال هذه الاشياء اللي يمكن هذه اذا قالها عن سهو ما تبطل الصلاه لكن يسجد للسهو عندما يسلم الامام وان تكلم سهوا او نام فتكلم او سبق على لسانه حال قراءته كلمه من غير القران لم تبطل يعني يقرا او يصلي والامام يقرا فتكلم بلسانه قد يكون عمدا قد يكون سبحان يقول سبحانه كما جاء ذكر الله او جل جلاله هذه ليست من عمل الصلاه لكن ما دامت انها تتعلق بالله جل وعلا او سبق على لسانه حال قراءته كلمه من غير القران لم تبطل بقي لو ضحك الابتسام ما يبطل الصلاه مجرد الابتسام لكن اذا حصل مع الابتسام خروج حروف الضحك فان قهقه قه بطلت الصلاه بالاجماع قال لا يتبسم والنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ثبت انه تبسم وهو يصلي لكن ما حرك شفتيه لا لمجرد التبسم آه ذكر شيئا قال وان نسي ركنا غير التحريمه فذكره في قراءه الركعه التي بعدها باطله التي تركه منها وصرف الاخرى عوضا تكبيره الاحرام ما يقوم عنها شيء يعوض عنه إذا ذكر أنه ما كبر يعود ويبدأ من جديد في كل الصلاة أما إذا نسي جزءا من الصلاة من أركانها مثلا سجد 
سجدة وناسية يسجد السجدة الثانية في الركعة وقام وشرع يصلي يقرأ في الركعة الثانية هذه الركعة اللي ترك منها سجودا بطلت وصارة التي قام يقرأ فيها هي هي البداية لكن تكبيرة الإحرام قد حصلت في الأصل وهي صحيحة فلا يقال لا أعيد كبر من جديد وإنما هذه الركعة التي دخلت بها دخلت فيها بعد تركك ركن من أركان الركعة الماضية فالركعة الماضية بطلت بترك الركن وأنت شرعت في الثانية فتنقلب الثانية لتصير هي الأولى البطلة التي ترك منها وصارت الأخرى عوضا عنها ولا يعيد الاستفتاح قد يظنه أنه لما لغت الركعة التي نسي السجود السجدة الثانية مثلا يظن انه يحتاج ان يرجع ويبدا فيكبر ويقرأ دعاء الاستفتاح، لا دعاء الاستفتاح باف بحاله وتكبيرة الحمرام بافية بحالها ما عرض عليها شيء الذي عرض يتعلق بالركعة توقصت وشرع بالتي تليها اما لو ذكر انه نسي السجدة من الركعة الاولى قبل أن يدخل في الركعة الثانية لكان عليه أن يرجع ويسجدها ثم ينهض لكن ما دام شرع في قراءة الركعة الثانية فإن الركعة الثانية انقلبت لتكون هي الأولى وتلك ذهبت ولا ولا يعد قاله أحمد يعني يقول أن الإمام أحمد بن حنبل قال الاستفتاح باق بحاله ما دام ان الاستفتاح انما حدث وقع بعد تكبيره الاحرام بالصلاه قال وان ذكره قبل الشعور الشروع في القراءه عاد فاتى به وبما بعده يعني لو فرض ان الشخص لما ركع نسي ان ينهض من الركوع ليعتمد واقفا فانحط من ركوعه رأسا على السجود ولا وقف إن فرض أنه سجد سجدتين ثم تذكر أنه ركع ولم ينهض من الركوع عليه أن يرجع وينهض ثم يسجد السجدتين وأما السجدتين التي أداها بعد تركه لركن من اركان الصلاه فهي لا اعتبار لها فان ذكره قبل الشروع في القراءه عاد فاتى به وبما بعده ان كان النقص حصل في نفس الركوع ولم يرفع ولم يقال تركع حتى تطمئن الركعه ثم رفع حتى يتدلى قائما ما حصل هذا الاخير وهوى ساجدا فإنه في هذه الحالة ولو سجد سيرتين يقوم إن قام وبدأ يقرأ في الراحة لا فهذا الزائد لا كله بطل 
والصرف الركعة الثانية هي الأولى قال وإن نسي التشهد الأول ونهض إن كان نهض ولم يعتمد واقفا معتدلا وذكر فعليه أن ينحط ويهوي ساجدا ويهوي ليأتي بالجلوس التشهد الأول وإن كان لا قام وبدأ يقرأ فإنه لا يرجع له لكن الصلاة ما تفضل وإنما عليه سجود سهو عن تركه هذا الواجب ولزمه الرجوع والإتيان به ما لم يستتم قائما لحديث المغيرة ويلزم المأموم متابعته إذا كان هذا الذي حصل حصل من الإمام هو الذي نسي ركن من الله وقام وشرع بقراءة الراحة الثانية التي نسي جزء منها وهو من الأركان بطلت والتي بعدها حلت محلها والمأموم حكمه حكم الإمام في ذلك ويلزم المأموم متابعته وعيش السجود السام ويسجد عنه التشهد ويسجد للسهو المأموم يتابع الإمام لما قام للركعة الثانية ظن منه أنه أدى الأولى كاملة ثم تبين أنه انتقصها بما يطيلها لكن دخل بالثانية الإمام عليه أن يتابعه وحكمه أيضا أن تلك الركعة ذهبت على الجميع. قال ومن شك في عدد الركعات وهذا يحصل للناس لأن الشيطان إذا دخل أن الإنسان في الصلاة حضر عنده ليشغله حتى ينسيه القراءة ماذا ترى؟ ينسيه ما كم ركعة إلى آخره قال ومن شك في عدد الركعات بنى على اليقين ما هو اليقين؟ اليقين لما تشك هل هذه الركعه التي قمت لها مثلا هل هي الرابعه او انها الثالثه؟ وانت متردد لا اجزم انها الثالثه واحمل الركعه الرابعه أو مثلا قام من الأولى وشك هل هو صلى ركعتين وهو ساجد أو أنه صلى ركعة فقط واحدة وهذه السجود للركعة الأولى يبني على اليقين لأن الأقل هو المعتبر قال ومن شك في هذه الركعات بنى على اليقين ويأخذ مأموم عند شكه بفعل إمامه يعني يمكن ان يشك الواحد وهو يصلي خلف امام شك ان هذا القيام للركعه الثالثه والامام متاكد من الرابعه مثلا فالماموم يتبع امامه وياخذ ماموم 
عند شكة بفعل إمام قال ولو أدرك الإمام المعمود دخلوا للإمام يركع أدرك الإمام رافعا وهل شك هل دخل وكبر وركع قبل أن يرفع الإمام أو أنه صار في حال مضطرب ما تأكد لأنه يمكن على حرصه لحرصه على إدراك الركعة ما تأكد أنه ركع قبل أن يرفع الإمام فصار شاكا فهذا الشيء المشكوك فيه يطرح ويكون كأنه لم يدرك هذه الركعة يصير مسبوقا فلو شك هل رفع الإمام رأسه قبل إدراكه راكعا لم يعتد بتلك الركعة الذي شك فيها وإذا بنى على اليقين أتى بما بقي ويأتي به المأموم بعد السلام إماما يعني شك هل أدرك هذه الركعة أو لم يدركها إنه كبر وركع معهم لكن قد يكون الإمام ركع رفع قبل أن يدخل هذا في الصف يركع يتابع الإمام وهذه الركعة لا يعتد بها لهذا المأمون قال هل رفع رأسه قبل إدراكه راكعا أم لا؟ قال يعتد لم يعتد بتلك الركعة وإذا بنى على اليقين أتى بما بقي بنى على أن هذه الركعة مثلا هي الثالثة اعتمد ذلك اعتمد ما يأتي بعدها يقضيه بعد السلام الإمام قال ويسجد للساوي هذا اللي حصل عنده هذا الاضطراب إذا سلم الإمام وأدى هو تكميل الصلاة فيسجد للسهو قال وليس على المعموم سجود سهو إلا أن يسهو إمام فيسجد نعم ولو لم يتم التشهد يعني قد يكون بعض الناس ليس سريعا في قراءة التشهد الإمام يكون عاجلا في القراءة فقرأ التشهد وهذا في منتصف التشهد فسجد الإمام إن جلس هو يكمل التشهد ولم يتابع الإمام في هذا السجود ربما فاته شيء من الصلاة قال فيقطع تشهده ويتابع الإمام في السجود فإذا سلم الإمام أكمل هو تشهده ثم سلم وليس على المعصي يساوي الا ان يسوى امامه فيسجد معه ولو لم ولو لم يتم التشهد ثم يتمه بعد سجوده انتهى هذا قال ويسجد مسبوق لسلامه مع امامه سهوا ولسهوه معه صلى واحد مع الناس ولما سلم الامام المعلوم هذا ظن انه معه من البدايه فسلم ثم تذكر انه فاته ركعه او ركعتان يقوم 
وان كان سجد الامام للسهو يسجد معه ثم يقوم وياتي بما بقي ثم يسجد للسهو قال ويسجد مسبوق لسلامه مع امامه سهوا ولسهوه معك يعني السهو الذي سجد الامام المامون من اجله هو شريف فيه وقوله سلم وصلاته لم تتم هذا سهو ويدخل في الصلاه سلاما غير معتبر لانه لم تتم فيسجد لهذا السجود لهذا السهو قال ثم يتمه بعد سجوده ويسجد مسجد وسلم في ويسجد مسبوق لسلامه مع امامه سهوا وللسهو معه وفي من فرد به قال ومحله اي محل السجود قبل السلام الا اذا سلم النقص يعني الامام صل سلم عن ركعتين والصلاه الرباعيه او سلم عن ثلاث والصلاه الرباعيه فإذا سلم عن نقص الإمام أو المنفرد فيسجد إذا سلم عن نقص فأكثر لحديث عمران بن الحصين وذي اليدين ومحله قبل السلام يسجد للسهو قبل أن يسلم بل ومحله قبل السلام إلا إذا سلم عن نقص ركع فأكثر لحديث عمران وعبد اليدين إلا فيما إذا بنى على غالب ظنه قلنا به فيسجد نادبا بعد السلام إذا سلم وأتم صلاته يتوجه للقبله ويكبر ساجدا ثم أيضا يسلم بعد سجود السهو إلا إذا سلم عن نقص ركعة فأكثر لحديث عمران الآخر فيسجد يلا والا فيما اذا بنى على غالب ظن ان قلنا به فيسجد نادبا بعد السلام بحديث علي وابن مسعود وان نسيه قبل السلام او بعدها اتى به ما لم يقل الفصل وسجود السهو وما يقول فيه وبعد رفعه كسجود السلام هي تحتاج الى ان الواحد يتانى فيها ويحاول ان يطبقها على نفسه حتى ترسح في الذهن يبقى في موضع السجود هل يلزم جزء منهم يسلم يسجد قبل السلام وجزء بعد السلام الاولى فيما كان فيه امام مامومون ان يكون السجود الامام قبل السلام لان الانسان اذا سلم الامام نهض الناس وقاموا الذين لم يدركوا كمال الصلاه فاذا سجد صارت عندهم حيره ما عندهم قد لا يكون عندهم علم لانهم يقطعون وقوفهم ويتابعون الامام فما دام انه ممكن تجويز هذا فليحرص الامام ان يكون سجوده في هذه الاحوال قبل ان يسلم لأنه يشترك معه في هذه الحال الذين تمت صلاتهم والذين 
سبقوا ببعضها وسوف يناضون يكون التسليم هو الحد النهائي لهم في متابعه الامام فاذا سلموا لهذا قال اراد اتى به يعني اذا تذكر ولو خرج من المسجد يرجع ويسجد السعود وهذا في الامور الواجبه واما في الاركان فالصلاه ما تصح الا باتيان ما قد يكون نقص ولهذا يمكن ان يقال الوقت طال مثلا نسي ان يسجد للسهو بالتشهد الاول وسلموا وانتهوا وتفرقوا ان ذكر عن قريب سجد للسهو وان ما مضى الوقت فالصلاه صحيحه على خلاف المئة والشيخ شيخنا قريب الشيخ محمد بن ابراهيم يرى انه ينبغي ان يحافظ على السجود في هذا ولو طال الوقت اذا ذكر الانسان بامكانه هذا مجمل فيما يتعلق بما يتعلق بسجود السهو فهو يحتاج في الحقيقه ايضا الى الواحد ان يقرا ثم يحاول ان يطبق ما يقرا على الكيفيه التي يكون مباشر هذا الشيء كانه حصل له ذلك By mentioning the name of Allah, we praise Him, we seek His assistance, and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of ourselves and the evil of our deeds. Indeed, Allah Azzawajal is alone, He has no partners, for Him is the dominion and the praise, and He is able to do all things. And the peace and blessings of Allah be upon His Messenger, who He sent as a mercy to mankind. He gave the message, he fulfilled the trust, and he was sincere for the Ummah. He fought in the way of Allah And may Allah be pleased with his companions, those who believed in him, who migrated with him, who migrated to him, and who fought during his time and after his time until the flag of Islam was spread in the East and the West. May Allah be pleased with them and make us from amongst those who are sincere and truthful and our love of them and our adherence to their way. Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned in this treatise, uh, the etiquette of walking to Salat and the Sheikh mentioned of Allah ta'ala that it, this book is very beneficial for the individual to read even if he is not from the people of knowledge so that the individual can know that which is upon him, that which is mandatory upon him in this great act of worship. And indeed, the greatest pillar after the declaration of faith is the prayer. And it is upon the Muslim to pray as the Prophet prayed Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, as he mentioned, pray as you see me pray. The Prophet Sallallahu mentioned this to his companions. Then the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala said, the Shaykh Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab Rahim Allah Ta'ala said that it is upon an individual to make the prostration for forgetfulness due or based upon the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam 
if any of you forgets something, then he should make the two prostrations for forgetfulness. Uh, and the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, so if an individual forgets something in the prayer, or the individual has added something in the prayer, and the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala, he says at the end that this is referring to uh, the pillars of one, this is referring to the, the wajibat of the salat. It's referring to the wajibat of the salat. If a person forgets them, uh, if a person forgets something of the prayer or adds something to the prayer, then they would make the prostration for forgetfulness at the end of the prayer. Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala. Uh, for example, if the person forgets the tashahud al awwal, if the person forgets the first tashahud, and the prayer is three units of prayer, or it's four units of prayer, and the person has forgotten the first tashahud, and they've continued in the prayer, then the individual has to pray, or the individual has to make the prostrations for forgetfulness. Um, then the author Rahim Allah says, uh, if the person makes taslim, if the person has forgotten something in the prayer, and they make taslim, uh, they've forgotten something in the prayer, and they make taslim, they haven't brought that action, they make taslim, and they end the, the prayer. They end the prayer and they do it this on purpose. They do this on purpose. They have forgotten something in the prayer. They end the prayer, they make taslim, and they do this on purpose, then the prayer is invalid. Then the prayer is invalid. And, but if the person, the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, when, when the author said that, the Shaykh said Habib Allah Ta'ala, that the prayer, there is no room for, 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 you know, play when it comes to the prayer. The prayer has to be taken very serious. And the prayer has to be in accordance with the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Then the author says, Rahim Allah Ta'ala, if the person remembers that they have forgotten something in the prayer, and this is related to the pillars of the prayer. The person remembers that they have forgotten something in the prayer. This is related to the pillars of the prayer. And the time is close. The person completes it and finishes the prayer and prays the prostration for forgetfulness. They complete it. Uh, they complete the action that they forgot. They complete the rest of the prayer and they pray the prostration for forgetfulness. Even if the person has left the masjid, even if the person has left the masjid, the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, for example, uh, the Imam, he has forgotten something in the prayer. <coughs> and the congregation has followed him in that which he has forgotten. And the Imam left from the masjid, and then he remembered. <coughs> he remembered that something was missing from the prayer. It is upon him to return to the, pr to the prayer. And he leads the people in completing the prayer. He leads the congregation in completing the prayer. And he making up for that which they left, that which was not completed. They complete the prayer. Then they pray the prostration for forgetfulness. <coughs> then the author Rahim Allah says, if, even if the person says something, uh, or they say something by mistake. For example, the individual, he's, the Shaykh said, the individual forgets that he's praying. 
And he says to someone that has come to his home, enter the house. He forgot that he's praying. He said to someone, enter the house. Then the Shaykh said, he completes his prayer. He completes his prayer because he did it out of mistake. As the author said, If the person speaks, but he does so out of mistake. Um, likewise, and the person prays the prostration for forgiveness. They also pray the prostration for forgiveness. Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, but if the person speaks with that which is not from the prayer on purpose, if the person speaks with that which is not from the prayer on purpose, the prayer is considered invalid. The prayer is considered invalid. Then he says, but you also may have an individual that sleeps. Someone, uh, the Imam has elongated the prayer and the person falls asleep. Uh, and this is done. Uh, and maybe the person, while he's sleeping, he says something. He said, the author says, Aunama Atakalla, meaning the person has fallen asleep and they said something. And this was done not on purpose. Or while the person is reading the Quran, they say a word. They say a word, uh, they say the name of Allah Azawajal, or they say SubhanAllah, and they do this by mistake. Lam Tabtul. The author says the prayer is not invalid, the prayer is still valid. Um, and the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, for example, the person may say SubhanAllah, or the person may say the name of Allah Azawajal, um, but they do this by mistake. They did not intend to do this, the prayer is still valid. The prayer is still valid. Then the author, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, mentions, وَإِنْ قَحْقَحَ بَطْلَتْ إِجْمَعًا There's a consensus if the person laughs and they do this with a voice, then the prayer is invalid. And there's a consensus in this regard. The Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, um, but if the person smiles, if a person smiles, this does not break the prayer. This does not break the prayer because it took place that the Prophet ﷺ smiled in the prayer, but he did not make a voice, nor did he laugh ﷺ. He simply smiled when he remembered something, so the prayer is still valid. Then the author ﷺ mentions, and if the person forgets one of the pillars, other than the entering of the prayer, other than the takbirat al-ihram, if the person forgets any of the pillars, and then they remember it while they're... Uh, if a person forgets a pillar of the prayer in the first unit, they forget a pillar of the prayer in the first unit, and now they've entered into the second unit of prayer, and they remember, other than takbirat al-ihram, other than the opening takbir, but they remember while they're in the second unit of the prayer, they remember while they're in the second unit of the prayer, they forget, and they have to, the first unit becomes invalid, and that unit that they're in becomes the first unit. That unit that they're in becomes the first unit. Except takbirat al-ihram. If a person, as the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, if a person forgets takbirat al-ihram, and then they are in the prayer, whenever they remember that they forgot takbirat al-ihram, they have to go back to takbirat al-ihram and start the prayer from the beginning and start the prayer from the beginning because the prayer is not valid without the opening takbir. The prayer is not valid without the opening takbir. Then the Shaykh said, he gave an example, Habib Allah Ta'ala. Um, 
For example, if a person forgets the, the sajda, let's say a person forgets um, na'am, a person makes the first rak'ah. They stood up, they bowed, they stood up, and they, before, uh, before, let's say, they did the first sujood, but they didn't do one of the sujoods, and they stood up for the second rak'ah. They forgot one of the sujoods during the first unit of the prayer. They stood up for the second unit of the prayer. And then they remembered. And then they remembered that they forgot the first sajda, or they forgot one of the sajdas. That first rak'at is invalid. That first rak'at is invalid, and the second rak'at which they are in becomes the first rak'at. The second rak'at which they are in becomes the first rak'at. Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, um, but they don't have to repeat the opening takbir because they've already said the opening takbir. The opening takbir, the dua, that is valid. So if the, once again, if the person forgets something of the pillars in the first unit of the prayer, and they have begun the second unit of the prayer, and they realize, they return to the, they make that unit of prayer that they're in, they make it the first one. They cancel the first one, they make the one that they're in, the first one, but they don't start with the opening uh, takbir, because they've already said that. Now, um, then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, but if the person, then he gave another example, if the person remembers, let's say مثلاً, the person is at the end of the first unit of the prayer. They've made the rak'ah, and now it's time for sajda. So they make the first sajda, مثلاً. They make the first sajda. And now they're about to get up. They're about to get up. The individual is about to get up. Does he start the, the, the unit of prayer over? No. If he's about to get up and he remembers, no, he immediately goes down and he makes the second sajda which he forgot. He immediately goes down and he makes the second sajda that he forgot. So as long as you have not entered into the second unit of prayer, you can return and complete the action that you forgot in the first unit, and then you continue the prayer from there, and you still pray the prostration for, for forgetfulness. With regards to not repeating the, the, the dua al-istiftah, this was mentioned by Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahimahullah ta'ala. So as long as the person has made the dua al-istiftah, the, the opening takbir, then they don't repeat that. They return to where they, uh, they return to what they forgot and they complete the prayer from there. Then the author mentioned rahimahullah ta'ala, and that's what the shaykh said, he already said it, and if the person remembers before they enter into the second unit of the prayer, and before they begin the recitation, if they remember, like we said, the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, for example, if the person forgot a sajda, and now the person has, he's about to go into the second unit of prayer, but before he begins to recite, he remembers. Before he begins to recite, he remembers that he forgot a sajda, then he just goes back and he completes it. He doesn't begin the second unit of the prayer. And then he continues it from there. Then the author Rahimahullah Ta'ala mentions, Now, then the author Rahimahullah Ta'ala mentions, if the person forgets the first tashahud, uh, if the person forgets the first tashahud, and they, uh, and the author says, and the person went down, 
So the person, they've recited. The person has recited Surah Al-Fatiha. They've recited another Surah. And they're in a standing position. Instead of bowing, they go immediately into Sajda. Instead of bowing, they go immediately into Sajda. The Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala that they have to come up. They have to come up and they have to complete it. Uh, now, so if the person, مثلاً, um, now, so مثلاً, if an individual, uh, if an individual recites uh, in the first unit of prayer, then the individual goes into. I want to correct myself. The individual recites in the first unit of prayer, and then they go into. The, and this is after, this is the first tashahid mafra. The individual has recited, they've gone into the tashahid. But instead, instead of going into the tashahid, they're about to stand. The individual is about to stand. The Shaykh mentioned Abi Allah Ta'ala, but they haven't stood up completely. The individual hasn't stood up completely. They sit and they complete the tashahid. They sit and they complete the tashahid. But if the person has stood up completely, once again, let me say it so it's, it's clear. The person has finished the unit of prayer. Now it's time to make tashahid. And this is the first, not the second. This is the first tashahid. The person has finished the unit of prayer. They should sit and make tashahid. But instead of making tashahid, they stand slightly. The person stands slightly and then he remembers. He immediately sits and he completes the tashahid. But if the person uh, has stood up completely, they forgot the first tashahid, and they stood up completely. If they had stood completely, then they it's 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 uh, it's overlooked. And at the end of the prayer, they have to pray the two prostrations for forgetfulness. They have to pray the two prostration for forgetfulness. Now, then uh, the author rahimahullah mentions. And this is based on the hadith of Al-Mughira, one of the companions of the Prophet which is mentioned in the Sunan of Abi Dawood. And it is also obligatory upon the Ma'moon to follow the Imam. The Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, if something took place that the Imam forgot something, if something took place that the Imam forgot something, but the followers did not, the followers did not. But So at the end of the prayer, the Imam has to pray, the prostration for forgetfulness, and the followers have to as well. And the followers have to as well. Even if the mistake only happened for the Imam. Even if the mistake only happened for the Imam. But that which does not have to uh, uh, be brought is the first tashahud. Um, uh, now, the first tashahud. So if the Imam has forgotten, and the, those who are in the congregation, if they have forgotten the first tashahud, they don't come with it. They don't come with it because it's from the wajibat of the salah, but at the end of the prayer, they have to pray the prostration for, for forgetfulness. Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, and that which the author mentioned about the ma'mum, the congregation following the Imam, the Shaykh gave an example of that. And that was, if the Imam forgot the first tashahud, the prayer is three units of prayer or four units of prayer, like Salat al-Maghrib or Salat al-Dhuhr. The Imam has forgotten the first tashahud and he stood all the way up. And he stood all the way up. There should be a tashahud, but he forgot it. He stood all the way up. The followers, the congregation, this is a mistake. 
right? By the imam. But the congregation, they have to follow him. They have to follow him, they stand up, they complete the prayer, and at the end, all of them pray the prostration for forgetfulness. And if they don't wait, the Shaykh mentioned Abi Ta'ala, um, uh, uh, they have to follow the imam, if he forgot one of the wajibat, they have to follow him, even though it's a mistake that which he did, they have to follow him, and they pray the prostration for forgetfulness at the end of the prayer. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Ta'ala that we have to keep in mind and remember that the Shaytan is very diligent in making people forget during the prayer. The Shaytan tries to make you forget during the prayer, so you're not sure uh, what you have prayed. Then the author Rahim Ta'ala mentions, if the person is doubtful about the number of units that he has completed, then he bases his actions upon what he is sure of. He bases his actions upon what he is sure of. The Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, an explanation of that. He said, for example, a person is not sure. Have they prayed four units or three units? Or have they prayed two units? Or, or uh, two units or three units? The person bases it on the, 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 the less number. They base it on the, the less number. So if you're not sure, did you pray two or three? You base it on two. If you're not sure, did you pray three or four? You base it on three. You go to the lowest number. The Shaykh said, even if a person is not sure, did they pray one or two? They would base it on one. So they would say, okay, I've only prayed one. So they add another one. This is what is meant by, you build it on that which you're searching of. And the Shaykh, uh, the author Rahimahullah mentioned that the one who is being led in the prayer, the one who is being led by the congregation, if he is doubtful about something, he takes the actions of the Imam. He takes the actions of the Imam. So if you're not sure, did you pray three or four? Just follow the Imam. Just follow the Imam. Then the author Rahimahullah mentions, if a person enters into the masjid and they court the Imam, in the bowing position, in the, the ruku'ah. But they're not sure, did the imam raise up, rise up before they entered? Before they entered into the prayer, did the imam rise up or not? What does the person do? They said, no, he, I did not catch him. So the person considers that he did not catch the imam, if he is not sure, did the imam rise from the ruku'ah or not? So the shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, so the person, they dissolve, the doubts by saying, no, I did not reach him, I did not catch him. So if you're not sure if you entered into the rak'ah or the ruku'ah one, if you're not sure if you entered into the ruku'ah before the imam raised or rose from the ruku'ah, you say, no, you did not, and you complete the prayer from there. And you complete the prayer from there. Um, and then the shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, so once you... Um, you build your, you base your prayer off of the lowest number. So if you doubt, did you do two or three? You base it off of two. Also, if you doubt, did you catch the imam while he was in the ruku' or not? You said, no, I didn't catch him. And then you complete the prayer from there. Then you complete the prayer from there, and you pray the sajda. And you pray the sajda. So notice, and you pray the sajda, even if you doubt one or two, you base it on one, you pray the sajda. Likewise, what the author mentioned, if you are not sure, did you catch the imam? If you are not sure, if you caught the imam while he was in the ruku'ah, this is a doubt. So you say to yourself, no, I did not catch him. So you complete the prayer from there and you pray sajda. Why do you pray sajda? Because you have a doubt. 
you have a doubt and the, the, the prostration for forgetfulness is for forgetfulness, for adding to the prayer and also for doubt about the prayer. Now, then the, the author Rahimahullah mentioned Naam, and the, the person, the person who has a doubt, um, the person who has a doubt whether he prayed uh, one or two, after the imam makes taslim, after the imam t- makes taslim, he would pray the prostration, he would do the prostration for forgetfulness. So, Madhulin, uh, the Shaykh mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala, someone enters into the masjid and they're not sure. They're not sure did they catch the imam in the ruku' or not. So they have a doubt. But the Imam is not going to pray the two prostrations for forgetfulness. The Imam is not going to pray the prostration for forgetfulness. But this individual has a doubt, so he would pray. After the Imam finishes, and he finishes his prayer, he would complete the prayer and pray the prostration for, for forgetfulness. Then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala. And what should be done is that it is at the end of, once you make, uh, now, um, and the individual, in the individual who, uh, the Shaykh mentioned Abi Allah Ta'ala, if the individual has to complete a prayer, if the individual مثلا, has come late and he has to complete the prayer, and he's making tashahud, he's making tashahud, and the Imam makes the prostration for forgetfulness, even while you're making tashahud, if the Imam makes prostration for forgetfulness, you make the prostration with him. You make the prostration with him, even if you did not complete the tashahud. And after you make the prostration, you complete the tashahud. This was mentioned by the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala. Meaning, even if you have to cut the tashahud. The Imam makes taslim. He makes the... Uh, Afwan, the Imam makes the prostration. And he makes taslim. You're still doing tashahud. You stop the tashahud. You make the prostration with the Imam. And then you complete the tashahud thereafter. Um... Then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala. Now, then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, and the individual who has, upon the author Rahim Allah Ta'ala mentioned, that the individual who has, uh, the individual who has entered the prayer late, um, the individual who has entered the prayer late, if this individual, if the Imam makes the prostration for forgetfulness, the individual who enters the prayer late, if the Imam makes the prostration for forgetfulness, the person prays with the Imam. Then also if this individual has forgotten something in the prayer himself, also if the individual has forgotten something in the prayer himself, when he completes his prayer, he also prays the prostration for forgetfulness. He also prays the prostration for, for forgetfulness. Then the author Allah, goes on to mention where is the prostration for forgetfulness. This is before the taslim. The Shaykh said, Habib Allah, this is before the taslim. And he said, um, uh, and this is based on the hadith of Imran bin Hussein, and also on another hadith, uh, Afwan, this is based on the hadith of Imran bin Hussein and others from amongst the companion. This is before the taslim. Then the author Allah, mentioned, um, but if someone,
Naam, but if someone uh, is doubtful that they added something to the prayer, then the author said it is recommended to do it after the tasneem. It's recommended to do it after the tasneem, and this is based on the hadith of Ali and Ibn Mas'ud. It's based on the hadith of Ali and Ibn Mas'ud. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, is it before or if is it after? The Shaykh said, it is better that it is done before. It is better that the sujood for prostration, the prostration for forgetfulness, is done before the tasneem. Why? Because it's possible that some individuals came to the prayer late. It's possible that some individuals came to the prayer late. So if the imam makes the tasneem and then does the sujood, those people that came to the prayer late, once the tasneem is made, the people would stand up. And then once the imam makes the, the prostration, they would have to sit back down. So they be, it becomes confusing. So the shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, as long as it's permissible to do it before or after, it is better that the prostration for forgetfulness is done before the tasneem, so that if there are some late people, they can do it with the imam. It's done in order, no one is confused. And then they get up to complete the prayer thereafter. They get up to complete the prayer thereafter. So in order, so that there's no confusion, and it's permissible to do it before or after the shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, that it's better to do the prostration before the tasneem, especially in the congregation, so that the people don't become confused. So that the people don't become confused. Then the shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, uh, if the person has forgotten, if the person has forgotten something from the prayer, uh, or the person has forgotten the prostration for forgetfulness, and then they remember and the time is close. They should return, complete it, and do the prostration for, for forgetfulness. And then the shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, in clarification of everything that he mentioned in the lesson tonight, he said, this is for the arkan of the prayer. This is for the pillars of the prayer. Meaning, if a person remembers and they return to complete the prayer, it's for the pillars of the prayer. Not for the wajibat of the prayer. Because the wajibat is, if something forgets it, if someone forgets it, they make the prostration for forgetfulness at the end and the prayer is valid. But with regards to the pillars of the prayer, if you forget it, the prayer is not, the prayer is not valid. Until you come with that which you forgot. Until you come with that which you forgot. So the shaykh, the shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, so anything related to the pillars of the prayer, you have to come with that action and complete the prayer from that point. Complete the prayer from that point and then pray the prostration for, for forgetfulness. And then he said, for example, uh, the actions which are from the wajibat, not from the pillars. For example, the first tashahud. If a person forgets the first tashahud, and they finish the rest of the prayer, they don't have to go back to the first tashahud. Why? Because it's from the, it is from the wajibat and not from the pillars of the prayer. And um, the shaykh mentioned Abib Allah Ta'ala, but, or he said likewise, if a person forgot um, from the wajibat of the prayer, for example, the person forgot the first tashahud, Shaykh said, Habib Allah, and he said it last week as well. If the person forgot the first tashahud, and they forgot to do the prostration for forgetfulness, and the time has passed, and the time has passed, the prayer is still valid. The prayer is still valid. Because it is from the wajibat of the prayer, it is not from the arkan of the prayer. Then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, but one of the, the his scholars, Shaykh Muhammad, Bil Ibrahim Harashi, 
Rahimahullah he felt that a person, no matter how much time had passed, the person should come with the prostration for forgetfulness. The Shaykh mentioned Abi Ta'ala that if the time has gone for some, if the time has passed, uh, they, they don't, and the prayer is still valid. But the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, one of the opinions of his teachers, was Shaykh Muhammad bin Ibrahim al-Shaykh Rahim Allah Ta'ala. He said that even if the time has passed, you still should pray the prostration for, for forgetfulness because you should preserve the, the, this part of the legislation. Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, he closed the lesson by saying, that a person, they should read what was mentioned here and they should reflect over it and they should implement it. Um, um, he said they should read it and they should reflect over it and implement it in, in their prayer so that they are sure that they are doing what correct. They are sure that they are doing what is correct if any of these uh, instances happen in their prayer. يقول السائل حفيظكم الله تعالى إذا قمت وإذا كان علي إذا كان علي تشهد أول وقمت يسيرا بسبب النسيان ثم رجعت ثم رجعت وجلست التشهد الأول هل أشتد شدود السحوب إذا قام من السجود ولن يشرع التشهد الأول لكن تذكر قبل أن يستتم قائما فعليه أن يرجع وينسب لساه لأن هذه الحركة أدخل أمورا عملية في الصلاة في غير محله فيرجع ويأتي بالتشهد وعند إرادة السلام يسجد بالسعر لكن إن قام واستتم قائما وشرع بالركعة لا يرجع يكمل الصلاة ويسجد للسعر لأن هذا الجلوس التشهد الأول هذا من واجبات الصلاة ليس من الأركان فلما لما يفعل Individuals asking if it's uh, upon them to do the, the first tashahud, if it's upon the individual to do the first tashahud, but they forget and they stand up slightly. They stand up slightly and then they remember so they sit down and they complete the first tashahud. Is it upon them to pray sujood al-sahu, the prostration for forgetfulness? The Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala. If the person stood up after the, the sujood and they have not yet begun the, the new, the, the second unit of prayer and they remember before they totally stand up, they remember before they totally stand up, the individual sits, they do the tashahud, they complete the prayer and they do the prostration for forgetfulness. And they do the prostration for forgiveness, even if he did not um, totally stand up. The reason why they do the prostration for forgiveness is because you have added some actions to the prayer which don't belong at that time, which are not prescribed or legislated at that time. 
even the slight standing, the slight standing which was done by the individual, this is done at the wrong time. So you have added to the prayer something which is not legislated at that time, so you do the prostration for, for forgetfulness. But if the individual totally stood up, completely stood, and they don't return, they haven't done it to first to shahad, and they completely stood up, and then they remembered. They don't return, no, they complete the prayer, and they do the prostration for forgetfulness. Why? Because the first shahad is from the wajibat of the salat, from the obligations of the salat, not from the pillars of the salat. يقول السائل حبيبكم الله تعالى ما هو القول الراجع في في طول وعرض الستر وعرض الستر وهناك قول هل هناك قول في الصحيح مسلم ينص على حجم معين فأفيدونا حبيبكم الله تعالى الستر التي تكون أمام المصلي بعد موضع سجوده هذه أمر بها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم والمنصوص في الحديث كمؤخرة الرحل يعني كخشبة أن تكون في الرحلة يركب يركب الركب في وسطه أمامه خشبة وخلفهما المؤخرة هذه المقدمة الذي امر ولو كمقدم مؤخره الرحل في تقديره يمكن في حجم اليد خمسه يمكن عشره سنتي حوالي خمسه سنتي وكان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يركز له حديده تسمى العنزه اشبه ما يكون بالرمح لكنها قصيره في الفلد ذراع أو عطل قريب تركز أمامه ويصلي إليه صلى الله عليه وسلم الأفضل الإنسان يحرص إذا كان منفردا أن يجعل لنفسه سترة أمامه إذا سجد يسجد دون موضع هذه السترة قليل هذه السترة لا يضر أحد إذا مر من وراء أما إذا أراد أحد أن يمر بين المصلي وبين السترة فعليه أن يمنعه كما قد مر Individual Assalamu alaykum The individual is asking about the size and the height of the uh, of the sutra or the barrier in front of the individual who is praying the Sheikh mentioned that the sutra is that which you place in front of you uh, in between you and your place of prostration and the Prophet ordered that the individual uh, place this barrier there and similar to the height of the saddle and the Sheikh mentioned the saddle is that which you put on top of, top of the riding beast and there's a, there's, a, there's a piece of wood in front of the individual uh, that height and the Sheikh mentioned which is approximately uh, 10 uh, centimeters 
between five and ten centimeters, and he said even the, the height or the, 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 the hand. Um, then he mentioned Habib al-Atara. It also took place that the, at times uh, a staff was placed in front of the Prophet uh, placed in the ground in front of the Prophet and he would pray in that direction. And Sheikh said, Habib al-Atara, it's befitting that the individual was diligent if they're praying alone, that they put this barrier, the sutra, in front of them and that they don't allow anyone to cross in between them and the sutra. And if someone walks behind it, then there's no harm. But if someone tries to walk between you and your sutra, you should try to prevent the person from doing so. لا حرج في ذلك لأن نظر لمجرد السبابة فالبصر ما استرس بعيدا لأن السنة أن يحرص الإمام المصلي أن لا يتجاوز نظره موضع سجوده فأمر السبابة قريبة منها أقرب من ذلك فلا حرج فيها إن شاء الله Shaykh mentioned the question of Hassanah the question is asking, is it from the Sunnah to look at your index finger when you're into Shahid? The Shaykh said, Habibullah, there's no problem in you doing so, um, because what is intended is that you don't look far. Uh, the Sunnah is that the individual does not look past their place of sajda. And the Sunnah is that the individual does not look past. The, the place of sajda and the index finger is even closer so there's no problem in a person doing so. يقول السائل حبيبكم الله تعالى إذا قال الإمام الركوع أو مثلا الركوع أو السجود في صلاة الجماعة أو صلاة التشهد عفوا أو صلاة التحجد فماذا أقول عند إطالته هذا هل أقول سبحان الله أو ماذا؟ إذا أطال الركوع مثلا أو السجود إذا كنت تعتقد أنه نسي فلا مانع أن تسبح سبحان الله وأما إذا كان استرسل في الأدعية فينبغي أن تسترسل كذلك في الأدعية وأفضل الدعاء ما كان ثناء على الله جل وعلا لأن الدعاء دعاء دعاء مسألة ودعاء عبادة دعاء العبادة أشرف من دعاء المسألة وأعظم أنت عندما تثني على الله بأنه الغفور الرحيم وأنه الرزاق وأنه الحافظ وأنه المجير الآخر فأنت تسأله من هذه الصفات فهي نافعة in the congregational prayer, the imam elongates the, the ruku' or 
during the, the prayer in Ramadan, elongates the ruku' or the sujood. What should I say? The Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, if the Imam has elongated the ruku' or the sujood and you feel that he has actually forgotten, then you should say SubhanAllah. But if it is only that he is supplicating to Allah and remembering Allah, if the Imam is doing that, then that you should do the same. You should supplicate and uh, remember Allah Azawajal. And there's two types of supplication. One is that which you're seeking from Allah, and another one is when you're praising and glorifying Allah. And the best of them is the one that you're glorifying and praising Allah Azawajal. So you should glorify and praise Allah and mention the names Allah being Ar-Razak, Allah being Al-Hafid, the protector, Allah being the provider. Uh, because indeed mentioning these names is extremely beneficial. يقول السائل حبيبكم الله تعالى إذا قال المصلي سبحان رب الأعلى في الركوع بدلا من السجود فإذا تذكر ذلك أثناء الصلاة هل عليه سجود السهو؟ لا لأن هذا ثناء على الله والنبي بين قال أما الركوع فعظم وجه ربك يعني يقول سبحان رب العظيم ومع ذلك كان هو يقول سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اللهم اغفر لي في الركوع فما يحصل من تغير بعض الالفاظ في او بعض المواقف فيما هو جزء من الصلاه فلا حرج فيها. Individuals asking um, if the person in ruku they said سبحان رب الاعلى glorified to Allah the most high in the ruku instead of in the sujood, uh, which the person do? The Shaykh mentioned Abi Balatara, or is it upon the person's upon? Is it upon the person's praise sujood sahu? The Shaykh said Abi Balatara, no, because this is glorification of Allah Azza wa Jal. And the Prophet has clarified that um, in the ruku' you should say Subhan Rabbil Adim. You should say Subhan Rabbil Adim. But even with that, the Prophet used to say Subhanak Allahumma wa bihamdik. Allahumma qfilli, the Prophet used to say, Glory be to Allah, and all praise to you, O Allah, forgive me. So the Prophet used to say other supplications in Ruku'ah. So if there's a difference in some wording, as long as it is from the prayer, then there is no problem. Shaykhana, fadjishkil ala hadha, al-qawl subhanahu rabbil a'la min al-wajibat. فإذا بدله بسبحان رب العظيم أو بدل أو بالعكس فما يصلي أنا ذكرت أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في حال ركوعه أنه قال عظم في الرب يعني سبحان رب العظيم قال في دعائه في الركوع يقول سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اللهم اغفر لي وهو في الركوع يتكلم فهذا هذه التسبيحات سواء نقل من السجود 
للركوع أو بالعكس لا تبطل الصلاة به وهو جزء من العمل المشروع في هذه العبادة فلا يحتاج إلى سجود سهل The Sheikh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, I mentioned that the Prophet وسلم, he said in the Ruku'ah that you should say Subhanahu Rabbi Al-Azim. But at the same time, the Prophet وسلم, used to say Subhanahu Rabbi, Subhanak Allahumma wa bihamdika, Allahumma al-Qilli. The Prophet وسلم, used to say uh, something slightly different. So that shows if something such as this statement is, is put in sujood or ruku' instead of that which should, should be there, it does not invalidate the salat and there is no need to pray the prostration for forgiveness. <laughs> And the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala further clarified, but if you do this on purpose, meaning what should be said in the, the sujood, if you purposely do it in the ruku'ah, if you do this on purpose, not by mistake, then the prayer, or the opposite, that which is in the ruku'ah, you say in sujood, and you do this on purpose, then the prayer is not valid. يقول السائل حفيظكم الله تعالى إذا أقطع الإمام في شيء من أعمال الصلاة ونسي تماما ف ويقول المعموم سبحان الله ولكن الإمام لا يتذكر فماذا يفعل؟ إذا أخل الإمام في شيء من الصلاة يدل على نسيانه ثم نبهه المعموم سبح سبحان الله سبحان الله ولم يثبت فيتابع الامام فاذا سلم الامام يخبرونه الا اذا كانت هذا الخلل ترك ركن كان يكون قام لخامسه تعمد الزياده في الصلاه لا تصح إذا رأى ما يتابعه في هذه الحال بل يبقى المأموم جالسا حتى ينهي الإمام الصلاة فإذا سلم أخبره أنه زاد مثلا ركعة أو نقص فيترتب عليه في هذه الحالة أو تلك سجود السهو Individual is asking if the Imam has forgotten something in the prayer and he has totally forgotten. And the people have informed him, but he still forgets. What should they do? The Shaykh said, Habibullah Ta'ala, if the Imam has forgotten something in the prayer and uh, if the Imam has forgotten something in the prayer and the people inform him, but he uh, insists on continuing, then they should follow him as long as he clarifies, except if. He has added something to the prayer, except if he has added something to the prayer. Um, he said, for example, if the Imam stands up for a fifth unit of prayer, and this is not correct, then they don't follow the Imam. They don't follow the Imam, they finish the prayer, and once the Imam finishes the prayer, they inform him that you have added to the prayer. But if it's from the wajibat mathalan, and the Imam has added, the Imam has forgotten something in the prayer, they 
complete the prayer with him. And once they finished, they informed him that he has forgotten so that the sujood, the prostration for forgetfulness can be performed. يقول السؤال حبيبكم حبيبكم الله تعالى هناك إمام أعطى خالتي تميمة بشيء مكتوب فيها ليدافع أو لتدافع أو ليدافع عنها الشر فهل فعله صحيح وماذا أفعل أو تفعل هي لا شك أن هذا محرم والنبي قال من تعلق تميمة لا أثم الله له وهذه من أعمال الجاهلية كانوا يعلقونها في الأطفال كما يقول ذلك الشاعر ذي تمائن ومحوله فلما جاء الله بهذا الدين بين صلى الله عليه وسلم ما للناس وما عليهم بما يتعلق بالتمائن والوداع يتبرك بالحلقات كتاب التوحيد اشتمل على الشيء الكثير والبيان الواضح فنصيحتي ايضا لطالب الحريص على طلب العلم ما بين فتره واخرى يجعل له قراءه في كتاب التوحيد. Individuals asking there's an imam that gave his his aunt a locket and in it there's some uh, some things that are written and for the purpose of protecting her from evil is this action correct? The Sheikh said this is forbidden and the Prophet ﷺ said whoever has used this uh, for the purpose of protection then may Allah not give them success so this is from the actions of the days of ignorance and they used to do this during the days of ignorance they used to put these sort of lockets around the, the necks of the children for the purpose of protecting them. But when the Islam came, it clarified for the people that which is beneficial and that which is harmful for them. So these types of, of uh, lockets or these types of um, uh, tying of ropes and the, and the lights for protection, uh, this is forbidden. And Shaykh Mijjah, one, one of the, the, the best works in response to these things, uh, is Kitab al-Tawheed. And my advice for the student of knowledge who uh, wants to benefit himself is that uh, from time to time he reads from this book, Kitab al-Tawheed by Shaykh Muhammad ibn Abdu'l-Ahab rahimahullah ta'ala. يقول السؤال حفيظكم الله تعالى إذا وجدنا بعض النساء يطلبن المال في الشوارع فهل نعطيهن؟ إذا كان إعطائها لا يسبب إرباكا للناس في حركاتهم في السيارات فإنما تكون جالسة في موقع معين لا يترتب على جلوسها ضرر بالماشية ولا بحركة السير إن شاء الله لا حرج 
individuals asking, is it permissible for us to give the females who are begging on the streets, is it permissible for us to give them money? The Shaykh said, if she is sitting in an area that does not uh, cause any type of harm to the traffic or to the individuals who are the pedestrians, um, and she's sitting away from people, meaning she's not causing any type of harm, traffic and the likes, then there's no harm in you giving the money. يقول السائل حبيبكم الله تعالى يوجد عندنا في بريطانيا داعية يقول بجواز مدح أهل البدعة وقال أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مدح الخوارج فما قولكم حبيبكم الله تعالى يقول عندنا داعية في بريطانيا يمدح أو يقول بجواز مدح أهل البدعة ويقول بأن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قد مدح الخوارج ما أدري أن النبي مدح الخوارج أو قال إنهم يمرقون من الدين كما يمرق السهم من الرمية هذا مدح الرجال يخرج من ضئضع هذا ناس يحذر أحدكم صلاته عند صلاته إلى آخر يعني يتظاهر بأنه من الدرجة الأولى لكنهم في حقيقة الأمر يمرقون من الدين يخرجون منه قوله السهم من الرمية لما يكون السهم منطلق من جهاز فيه قوة الدفع إذا ضرب الرمية من ظبي مثلا أو بقرة وحش يضربها السهم ويخرج من الجانب الثاني كأنه ما أصابه دم من قوة الدفع يعني من سرعتهم هؤلاء سرعة خروجهم من الدين يمرقون منه كما يمرق السهم هذا ليس المد هذا هذا الشخص اللي يقول هذا الكلام ما انه جاهل ما يفهم او انه اراد ان يثني عليهم ليحصل من منهم على امور دنيويه ولا قوم ان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يذمهم ويدعي واحد في هذا الزمن ان النبي يمدحهم سبحان الله. The individuals أحسن الله عليك the individuals asking um, there's a, a caller that we have in the UK who said it's permissible to praise the people of innovation and he uses as justification that the Prophet praised or he says he claimed that the Prophet praised the Khawaj. Sheikh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala I do not know that the Prophet ﷺ praised the Khawarij. The Prophet ﷺ, uh, mentioned that uh, they leave the religion quicker than the arrow from the bow. And likewise, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that these individuals, uh, they perceive that they are the best in the religion, but they would quickly leave the religion. And then he mentioned the example that the Prophet ﷺ gave of the, the, the arrow uh, quickly uh, leaving the bow and how it hits its target and the Shaykh Minh the arrow hits a target such as an animal and it enters from one side of the body and it leaves from the other side of the body as if there's no there's no damage so this shows how quickly the arrow pierced the the skin and the body of the its target this is uh, an example of how quickly they leave the religion so 
the Prophet ﷺ did not praise them. So the individual who has made this claim is uh, either ignorant or he doesn't understand the statement of the Prophet ﷺ or this individual, he said either this individual, let me correct myself, he said either this individual is ignorant or he doesn't understand or this individual wants to praise them um, so that he can gain some worldly affairs. But the statements or but the fact that he's saying that the Prophet praised them and in fact the Prophet belittled and warned against them, um, this is incorrect and the Shaykh uh, said, you know, glory be to Allah Azza يقول السائل حبيبكم الله تعالى إذا تأخرت في ذهاب إلى درس أثناء الصلاة فهل الأفضل أن أقف وأصلي في أقرب مسجد ثم أتي إلى درس أهل الأفضل أستمر وأصلي ولو كنت متأخرا شخص يذهب إلى الدروس ولكن يتأخر عن الصلاة فهل الأفضل أن يقف ويصلي أو يأتي إلى المسجد لا ينبغي أن يحتم بالصلاة يعود نفسه هذا الاهتمام يتهيأ لها بحيث يؤديها في وقتها مع الجماعة لا يجعل حضور الدرس من أسباب تأخير الصلاة عن وقتها Individuals asking sometimes I, I leave for the, the lesson and uh, I'm late for the Salat. Should I, is it better that I stop and I pray or should I continue to come to the masjid even if I'm late? The Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, it is upon an individual to have great focus and concern for the prayer. The individual should pray, prepare himself so that he can pray the Salat uh, on time at its proper time and in the congregation. So the individual should not make uh, attending a lesson, a reason for the delay of, of the prayer. أم المؤمنين عائشة رضي الله عنها دخل بها رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وهي بنت تسع فالبنت إذا كانت صفحتها جيدة ونموها حسن لا يناس من يعلمها رجل أم عشر تكون زوجة تكون الشافعي رأيت جدة لها إحدى وعشرون سنة في جدة أنجبت بنت وبنتها تزوجت وأنجبت 
فهذا كلها اقل من هذه مجموعه اقل من عشر الواحد. Aisha was married to the Prophet and she was nine. She was nine. So uh, at times you have a girl and their development is, is quick. They have a quick development. So it is not suitable that a man will teach them. And this may be below the age of ten. Then he's mentioned that Imam al-Shafi'i he mentioned that I saw a grandmother and she was 21 years old. Which means she got married uh, very young and she had children and her daughter also married very young and she had children. So this grandmother um, uh, was 21 years old. She was already a grandparent. So this shows that it should be below, it can be even below 10 which it is not suitable for a man to teach a female. حلم النسيحة لما حصل أخيرا في فرنسا من الأعمال الإرحابية لا شك أن ما حصل في فرنسا سمعنا عنه ونشرت وقائعه من أخبث المنكرات ولا يمكن أن يقره عاقل حتى لو لم يكن مسلما يعفن ولا يمكن أن مسلما يرضى مثل ذلك العمل ولو كانت الكفار لأنه يترتب على هذا قتل أطفال والشيوخ كبار السن وعاجزين ونساء بطريقة مفزعة منكرة هذا من أخبث أنواع الجرائم والإرهاب question asks, what is your advice uh, and comments on what took place recently in France? The Sheikh said, Habib Allah indeed that which took place, that which we've heard and that which was spread of uh, the incident in Paris or in France, it is from the most despicable of affairs. And it is not possible that an individual with sound intellect would agree with this type of action even if he wasn't a Muslim. Uh, a Muslim would not be uh, content and happy with such an action. And uh, because uh, as an outcome of such an action, you have children that were killed, you have uh, senior citizens, old people that were killed, you have people uh, with disabilities and women who were killed, and they were killed in such a uh, degrading uh, ma- uh, manner. So indeed, this is from the worst of crimes, and it is from the most despicable of uh, terrorist actions. المنفرد يصلي في المسجد بوحد يعني المنفرد يصلي في المسجد هل الأفضل أن يجهر بالقرآن أو سرا لا حرج في الصلاة الجاهلية 
يجهر فيها في صلاه الليل فلا حرج ان يقرا اذا لم يكن عنده احدا لم يكن عنده احد يشوش عليهم هو بقراءه فلا حرج ان يقرا بصوت مسموع Individuals asking if I'm praying alone, should I recite uh, audibly loud or should I uh, recite quietly to myself? The Sheikh mentioned other people. There is no problem if you're praying alone, for example, at night. Um, it's no problem that you pray uh, so that it can be heard, as long as you are not causing problems uh, or disturbing anyone else. يقول السائل حبيبكم العطار البعض يقول بأن المسلمين ينكرون على الإرحاب ولكنهم لا ينكرون على ما فعله الكفار في بلاد المسلمين وغيرها من الفساد فكيف نجيب على هذه الشبهة كيف السؤال البعض يقول بأن المسلمين أو نشاهد أن المسلمين ينكرون على الأعمال الإرحابية ولكنهم لا ينكرون على ما فعله الكفار في بلاد المسلمين وغيرها من الإفساد فكيف نجيب على هذه الشبهة لا شك أن الإفساد في الإفساد أمر محرم وأما حكمك أنت تقول أن هذا حال المسلمين أرجو أن الأمر لا يكون كما تقول فإن الفساد إذا وقع من المسلم متعمدا له فهو منكر من المنكرات ونوع من الارهاب ويستحق العقوبه ويعتم ايضا عند الله واما اذا حصل هذا من الكفار فما هم عليه من الكفر بالله ما يزيدهم ما يفعلونه بالمسلمين الا شناعه وسوء والمسلمون لو انهم حققوا الاسلام حقيقه وصادقوا ما تسلط عليهم الكفار لكن المسلمين نسأل الله أن نهديهم نسوا الله فأنساهم أنفسهم The individual is asking The individual is asking uh, Some people say that the Muslims we um, we speak against the, and we refute the terrorist actions that were done, but we don't speak against and refute what the disbelievers have done in the land of the Muslims. So what is your statement? The Sheikh mentioned, what is your comment? The Sheikh mentioned, Habib Allah Ta'ala, there's no doubt that this type of corruption and evil, um, any type of corruption and evil is forbidden. But I hope it is not as what you have said. I hope that it is not as what you have said. If a Muslim, has performed some evil actions, it is evil and it is considered a terrorist action and the individual deserves an, a, punish, a punishment and Allah has, is considered as a sin with Allah. But if a disbeliever does it, then he's also upon kufr, he's a disbeliever. So if he does it upon Muslims, if he uh, harms Muslims, then he only increases in his evil. He only increases in his evil. But the reality is, if the Muslims implemented correctly their Islam and if they were true with Allah Azza wa Jal, Allah would not allow the disbelievers to harm them. 
Allah would not allow the disbelievers to uh, conquer them and to harm them. But the Muslims, they forgot Allah, so Allah abandoned them. بالنصر والتمكين والفرج وأن يعاجل المتعاونين على الشرع والفتنة في الشام من رافضة وروس وغيرهم أن يمن علينا بإصابتهم بأنواع المصائب ودحرهم بأنواع الهزائم وأن ينصر أهل الحق في الشام وأن يوفقهم للتوبة إلى الله جل وعلا بصدق واستنقاذ بلادهم من براثن النصيرية التي تفزع معها وتعينها صنوف الرافضة من لبنان وإيران والعراق وبقايا الشيوعية في روسيا فنسأل الله جل وعلا أن يمقت الظالمين عاجل غير عاجل ويعز المسلمين في كل مكان كما نسأله سبحانه أن ينقذ أهل السنة في العراق من طغيان الرافضة وحكمهم وأن يعاجل أيضا أهل اليمن الخروج من محنتهم وأن يذل الرافضة الذين تغذيهم الصفوية في إيران الحوثيين في اليمن نسأل الله جل وعلا أن ينبتهم ويفشل أمورهم كلها وينصر الحق عليهم إنه يجيب الدعاء كما أسأل جل وعلا أن يحفظ على المملكة أمنها على الدين والدنيا وأن يوفق من تولى امرها لنصر في الحق واهله واذلال الباطل واهله والتعاون مع دعاه الخير والبركه في جميع عالم الاسلام انه سبحانه مجيب الدعاء والحمد لله رب العالمين. الشيخ حبيب الله تعالى concluded the lesson by praising Allah for this gathering and asking him with his names and attributes to make our actions sincerely for his face and beneficial for us in this life and the next. I ask Allah to give might and glory to Islam and the Muslims and to debase the disbelievers and to give the Muslims in all parts of the world ease from their turmoil and uh, tragedies, the tragedies which have taken place. And we ask Allah Azza wa to uh, destroy the, the unity uh, or that which uh, the gathering of the Rafida and those who support them such as Russia and other than them we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to allow them to have calamities and afflictions. Um, and we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to assist the people of the truth in Syria 
and to allow them to make to- sincere tawbah. And we ask Allah Azawajal to allow them to re- remove the filth which has uh, appeared in their country. We ask Allah Azawajal to uh, destroy the uh, disbelievers uh, and the, the people that follow the, the madhab of Rafida in, in Libya, in Libya uh, Lebanon, Iraq, Iran. We ask Allah Azawajal to uh, descend His anger upon these oppressors. And we ask Allah Azawajal to allow the people of the Sunnah in Iraq to wake up and to remove this, these oppressive rulers from their country. And we ask Allah Azawajal um, uh, to destroy those who are supporting the Houthiyun from the Rafida of Iran. And we ask Allah Azawajal to um, uh, to expose their their plots, and indeed Allah is the one to answer the call. And we ask Allah Azawajal to protect the the religion and the worldly affairs of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, and to allow them to support the people of the truth uh, in all parts of the world. And uh, indeed, Allah Azawajal is able to do, do all things in our. Final supplications, all praise be to Allah, the Lord of the world. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon Muhammad, his family members, and companions.